are New Year's resolutions actually helpful or are they toxic? That's what we'll be going over today here in the Geek Responsibly podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Jenna and happy new year. 2024 is now here officially. So I thought it would be fun to start things off with debunking new year's resolutions because so many people I'm seeing posting new year's new me everywhere. And this is something that I actually jumped on the train with maybe like 10 to 12 years ago. And now I don't do that. I don't set New Year's resolutions. I don't go and start something new just because it is January 1st. No, I've been doing things all year round. Now, if you haven't, and this is your chance, your year, that's great. But I want you to understand that New Year's resolutions are toxic. So you can definitely get on board. I'm going to share with you what I mean and get your logic here. (laughs) So let's go through a New Year's resolution and what are the phases that we go through when we experience those resolutions. January 1st rolls around. What's that feeling? Excitement, new beginnings, and everything is all fun and shiny and new. That's exciting. How does that feel in your body? You're like, all right, I'm going to set a whole meal plan aside. I'm going to get my workouts put together and I'm going to go to the gym, you know, four times a week and meal prep every single day and be super rigid in my planning. Great. So you start that out and it is going great for the first couple of days. You feel a little bit of a wobble, but you continue. So you post on social media that I almost fell off the wagon, but it's okay. I went anyway. I didn't feel like going to the gym, but I pushed myself through it. So then we get to about mm, February, March, right? We might be still going strong, which is, you know, a thing that we think is really good. We're like, yeah, this is, this is going to work this time. And then we just have something come up. Maybe we're sick. Maybe we just don't feel like doing it. And we're like, well, we've been so good for like three months. So it's okay. And we quote unquote fall off the wagon. Now this is where it becomes toxic. This is where New Year's resolutions become problematic. Because now there is these voices, these thoughts these beliefs that start to pop up. I'm not good enough. I knew this was going to happen. Oh, I fell off. I need to punish myself. I need to work out more tomorrow because I binge ate Oreo cookies the night before. Self-sabotage begins to come up. I'm an imposter. I'm a fraud. Whatever the New Year's resolution was, because it doesn't have to be just a fitness goal. It can be a productivity goal. It can be a mental health goal. Now you are getting into that phase where imposter syndrome sets in, feeling like you're not good enough, feeling like there's something wrong with you, and we begin to 
spiral. Now at this point, as it goes on a little bit, and we still try and push through because we're good little girls, (laughs) it gets to the point where you just completely drop it all. And it's typically done in a way where we're jaded. Like, ugh, it just didn't work for us. This this diet didn't work for me. Or I tried, you know, this productivity hack and I was really good for a little bit and now I'm just overwhelmed again. Like, it just doesn't work. Mindset work doesn't work for me. Or meditation doesn't work for me. I can't keep my mind quiet. See, there's all these beliefs that we create that aren't even real. Because, and real quick, meditation, you're not supposed to shut off your brain. Your brain's little literal function is to think. If you stop it from thinking, <laughs> you're dead. That's it. <laughs> so now that we've got into the dropping it on the ground phase and throwing a fit, right? We spill our milk. We throw our crayons on the ground. We pout. And we're like, oh, it's just not for me. I'm just never going to either get in the shape I want, um, be productive and get things done. I'm just not motivated enough. All these things start to come up into our mind. And then we get into an interesting kind of fit, like limbo era. I guess it would be like a limbo era. Yeah. Because you dropped everything and you're going back to the ways that you were once doing. And I'm not sitting here saying that, oh, you just need to push through these feelings and be more motivated and, you know, find other, no, 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 no. I'm just saying this is what typically happens is we start to talk poorly about ourselves, go back to our previous uh, habits, and then just go about our business. Subconsciously, though, our brain is still focusing on all the things that we just dropped, promised ourselves, and then quit. And then on top of that, the desire that we want is just sitting back there on repeat. Like, I want to get in better shape. I want to be more productive. I want to create a book. All these things just continue to play and take up space. Mental load if we want to talk about that, right? All right. So now we get into, let's say it's about uh, April, April, May, around there. And we're like, oh shit, the summer's coming. (laughs) What do you think happens? This is like a new year's resolution reset. And that's, I'm, I'm speaking from, um, my own experience as well. Not just people that I've, I notice, but like literally I've done this too. So don't think that I'm like talking down to you at all. I am just sharing what I am, noticing and what I've experienced in my own life with New Year's resolutions. Okay, so now we're at like New New Year's resolution reset. You know, I want to go out there. I want to have a a kicking summer body. And so I guess I'm going to pick up all the things that I just dropped (laughs) and start it all over again. Ooh, it's all fun and shiny and sparkly and meal prepping and I get new new items right like maybe I get a new lunchbox or a new um instant pot because you know that's gonna help me with meal prepping a little bit more all these things go back into phase one now 
as I'm sharing this, does this cycle sound familiar? It totally should. <laughs> and if it doesn't, because you're newer in my world, and maybe you're just not as aware of it yet, but this is the narcissistic abuse cycle. And in all fairness, I didn't really put this together until this year in the sense of, oh my gosh, this is literally the narcissistic abuse cycle running over and over. And we're doing it to ourselves. Now, the way that we do one thing is the way that we do all things. Let me explain. When we are being in a narcissistic relationship with ourselves around New Year's resolutions, this is going to show up in your relationships, money, your relationship with money, your relationship with food, your relationship to substances, your relationship to productivity. Does this make sense? <laughs> what I mean by that is when you are giving yourself this narcissistic abuse cycle through your New Year's resolutions, it's going to be something that feels familiar within romantic relationships. So you accept these types of behaviors from those romantic relationships. It doesn't even have to be romantic relationships. It could be friends, right? It could be coworkers. And with that, it can also be in your relationship with money. You could experience an influx of money and then you think, oh, I didn't deserve that or that was just luck. And so then you completely block money and then you go, oh shit, I need money right? There it is. Narcissistic abuse cycle. You're, you're wired for it. So this is a great time to start focusing on how to rewire these phases, these um, cycles that you are re running over and over within all areas of your life starting with a small one, right? Like it doesn't have to be like, oh my gosh, it is everywhere. I do see it now, Jenna. I am seeing it in my New Year's resolution goals, my romantic relationships, my relationship with money, my relationship with food, my blah, 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 my productivity. How do I change it all? I got to change it all, right? No, because that's still more abuse and still more gaslighting and creating this tension within your body. So let's quickly go over um, how the New Year's resolutions are in a narcissistic abuse cycle just to help anybody who's not familiar with that. So number one, when we first start, it's all fun, new, and shiny. This is the love bombing phase. This is when we are in a romantic relationship. The person is whining and dining us and taking us out everywhere, shows up at our work unexpected and brings us a coffee, whatever it may be, it's all fun and amazing. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is the ideal partner. I am so in love. This person is not like anyone else. If you ever find yourself saying that this person is not like anyone else, this is probably a good indicator that there's something up. Now, I don't want you to be going around thinking that everything is out to get you, but this is where you get to practice discernment. The more that you regulate your nervous system, I'm going to be very clear. The more that you regulate your nervous system, tap into your own energy, 
and rewire those negative beliefs that have been stemming from childhood, you are going to be able to sniff out people's bullshit. And on an energetic level, you will not be an energetic match for a lot of these BS narcissistic relationships within friendships, romantic and coworkers, etc. So the more that you regulate, like, I want to be very clear that the person that you are now is a narcissistic lighthouse. Okay. A lighthouse for narcissists. I said that backwards. <laughs> so as you're hanging out and you're doing your thing, you are attracting and calling in narcissistic relationships, not on purpose, but just subconsciously. Now, it's not that you're just like this big beacon and people are coming in. It's people will be able to sense that you will accept and allow misbehavior because it's familiar to you. It's like a, a familiar, comfortable, they can like sense that you are a people pleaser. You may be also doing some things to be the good girl because we all have this good girl syndrome bullshit going on that also needs to be rewired. And when they can sniff that out, they dig their claws in because you are a great source. Narc bait. <laughs> I really want to like make a shirt or a sound clip of that. <laughs> or I should just do the shark bait because that's, that's amazing. I love that movie. Okay. Nonetheless. Okay. The love bombing. So then you get into devaluing. Now, how is this devaluing in a new year's resolution? When you are sitting there in the wobble and you're thinking, I just have to push through it. Um, I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm an imposter. What is going on? What's wrong with me? This is you devaluing yourself. And essentially what happens, you get to the point where your brain is trying to convince you to go back to your old ways because this change that you are doing is scary. It is, uh, is not familiar. It's uncomfortable. And so the brain is like, hey, let's go back to what we were doing before because we survived. And I know for sure, even though that's uncomfortable and you don't like being that way or being in that relationship or being that uh, weight or eating those types of food, I know that we still survive that next day. So that is what your brain is trying to do is get you back into it's like the word homeostasis is coming up. <laughs> it's like, this is our ecosystem. This is what we created. We got to go back to that because that was safe. All right. So now that you devalued yourself, you get into the point where you're like, you just give up. You're like, fuck it. Discard phase. Okay. So now we've gone through love bombing, devaluing and discarding, ditching all of our efforts, just dropping them all, being like, mm, you know, it's not working for me. It's overwhelming. I've got shit to do. Um, you know, maybe you're traveling. Maybe you've um, just went through a breakup. Whatever may be the case, you decide that it is okay to drop everything that you were trying to do because it's overwhelming anyway. This is almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy because your brain was like, you're not going to make it anyway. You don't do it. Every year you try this and it doesn't work. Just drop it. And so now it's like, see, I told you. And now we can just go back to our old habits. Okay, now we're comfortable again. Then we feel that like, mm, 
okay, I'm going to go back to what I'm doing and we feel really bad about ourselves. But then we get that message <laughs> out of nowhere. You know, we're, we're in our pouty, sad phase and we're crying under the blankets. And then all of a sudden we get that, are you up? Text message. <laughs> the text message of, oh, no, no, no the notification that the, the romantic relationship person just liked one of your Instagram photos. Why is, why is he still looking at your stuff? That is hoovering, right? He's trying to come back. And now your New Year's resolution is doing the same. It's like, but Sarah, you wanted to, you know, eat better. But Lindsay, you wanted to become a writer. And now you're like, oh, maybe, I, maybe if I buy this course or get this freebie or start this workout plan, I'll be able to stick to it this time because I need to do it for the summer. The other thing to note here is every single time we start a New Year's resolution or even a goal, we're doing it to punish ourselves. Well, I need to lose weight because I'm fat, right? Or I need to write or start this course because I haven't produced a book and I just suck. I suck at writing, right? I suck at sales. I suck at productivity. Um, I procrastinate too much. Do you see how we like motivate ourselves with the negative? And, and that's why it goes into the narcissistic abuse cycle. So what can we do instead? Instead of New Year's resolutions, let's flip our actual mindset on who we want to become. Change and shift our identity. Because let's be honest, you've heard this before, I'm sure, that you attract what you are, not what you want. So if I want to uh, lose weight for 2024, then I have to become the person who loses weight I don't even want to say lose weight because I hate that. Gain health for 2024. Well, what would that type of identity of a person be? And not out of, again, negativity and putting myself down. But like what would make up somebody's identity who wants to gain health, right? So maybe it is shifting my diet. But it doesn't have to be like overnight and I have to stick to some rigid, crazy plan. It could be like something small of I'm not going to go eat, um, eat out, you know, every single night. Maybe I only eat out two times a night instead of seven. Right. That's a that's a shift that I could definitely look into. But now there's a there's a hole here <laughs> and our brain immediately goes to, ah, Okay, wait, it's so much easier, so much safer to just go through a drive-thru and get food, right? What do you have to change about yourself to become the person that eats healthier is learning how to cook. So what are easy ways to help your brain realize that, oh, I didn't die and I actually made food. My thing here is using my Instant Pot. I have a couple of recipes that I rotate around that really are it, a little bit healthier. Some of them are, are filled with cheese. I'm from Wisconsin, guys. Come on. <laughs> but 
but are a little bit healthier and easy to make. And it's like, oh, I made that in, you know, 10 to 30 minutes because the Instant Pot will even take things from frozen because, oh, gosh, forbid I forget to take out that damn chicken that's frozen, which now that I say that, I think I was wanting to take out beef and I didn't. <laughs> Whoopsie. Okay, back on track. When we have easy things to do, instead of chef level quality, why don't we find things that are just a little bit healthier for us and maybe be the same things that we enjoy coming from, you know, the fast food place. For example, I love Mexican pizzas from Taco Bell, like was so mad that they took them away and now they're back. And so that's a great way for me to be like, oh, I'm just going to eat Taco Bell every single day. I don't, but <laughs> I don't think I could eat it every single day. I have to like recover after for, for six days and then choose if I want to do that again. <laughs> Sidetracked again. Sorry, guys. So what I was trying to say is that there I found an amazing Mexican pizza, pizza alternative that I can put in the air fryer and it's super fast and it tastes a lot better because I am using ingredients, one, that I know what they are, and two, I also get a lot of leftovers. So now I am able to use that for the next day. So I am becoming the person that is going to gain health during 2024 because I made that small shift of not going out to eat seven days a week. So what is an identity that you want to attach to? What kind of person do you want to be for 2024? And then ask yourself, is this actually what I want or is this what society wants? Is this what I want or is this what my parents want? Is this what I want or is this what my partner wants? Okay, because that's really, really important. Many times we create New Year's resolutions based off of what we believe other people think about us which that sounds stupid, right? We create New Year's resolutions based off of what we believe, what we perceive other people think about us. And what we perceive is what we believe. And what we believe is what comes true. So we are creating our reality. But it doesn't sound fun. Right? I don't want my reality based off of what I perceive other people to think about me. So what do I want my identity to be? I want to be more in my own energy. I want to be able to lead and guide myself with creativity and fun and happiness and joy. How do I do that? Regulating my nervous system. All right. A lot of us are overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, depressed, and just surviving. Why are we just surviving? Is because we're running on fumes. Think of your car. If you didn't put gas in it and you were just trying to get to your next destination on fumes, you're not going to make it, right? And that's what we do to our vehicle, which is our body. And this isn't just about like eating healthy foods. I'm talking about like energy, energetics. Like you do not fill up your cup. Why don't you fill up your cup? Well, you feel like a burden. You're scared to ask for your needs to be met because you're supposed to be the mom. You're supposed to take care of the kids. You're supposed to take care of the house. You're supposed to take care of the dinners and the meals and 
all of the plans and then now you're overwhelmed and you have to go to work. Is that healthy? No. This is a great way to start peeling back those layers of what do I actually want? How do I want to feel throughout my day? Okay, gaining clarity on what you are doing currently and what you would rather be doing. There was an um, one, I'm doing an exercise with my group aligned, which if you guys have not heard of my group, it is a year long coaching program based in intentional somatic movements and rewiring your subconscious beliefs by using body, mind, energetics. And this is where we are going to create the next level self, which I'm going to be creating after I get off of this uh, podcast here, is next level self, um, I guess, exercise. This is gaining clarity on who you want to be, but really how it feels to be that person. Because when I look at what I want, what are some goals that I have? Then I have to ask myself, what is going to be uh, similar of that version of me, that identity of me? And what will be different? And I got to tell you, when I've been doing this exercise, a lot of the things that I've been putting down for myself aren't going to change. My house isn't going to change. My partner's not going to change. Um, my son's still going to be there. My pets are still going to be there. Like the only thing is, is like, I would write down like, oh, she wakes up and you know, that version of me wakes up and starts with her day with yoga. Like, why can't I do that now? You get to choose. Like if you want to start your day with yoga, guess what? You look at what your day is like right now and then figure out how to make that a reality, become that identity of you, that version of you that wakes up and starts with journaling, coffee, and yoga. And it's very simple because it's it for me, it starts with nighttime. I had to ask for my needs to be met with Steve going, hey, I'm going to go to bed early so that I can get up and fill up my own cup and so that I am not going to be a cranky piece of shit throughout the rest of the day and take it out on you. That doesn't sound like fun. And that ruins our relationship. Not cool. So setting the intention, asking for my needs to be met, going to bed early after my nighttime routine, and then waking up early enough to be able to fill up my own cup. That is me becoming the person that is going to gain health in 2024 or gain mindfulness, gain productivity. Like I can get a bunch of stuff done before everybody wakes up because it's quiet and I like quiet. <laughs> I didn't think I like quiet, but it is my own quiet. It's my own energy. And that's where we get scared is being alone. See, separation is the illusion. That's what my coach always said to me and I didn't really understand it. And so yesterday we were going through there's this manifesting um, like course that I'm going through with her. And she shared that separation is the illusion. And when I was asking, well, how can I be in my own energy and then also still be in the collective energy? And she's like, there is no separation. It is the same. <laughs> Even though you are alone, 
you are still in the collective energy. And you, so you are not alone. And I was just like, wow, mind blown. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. But all I'm trying to say is being in your own energy more allows you to understand those around you on a deeper level because you understand you on a deeper level. So no more new year, new me. It is not new year's resolutions. It's becoming the person and shifting your identity. So who do you want to be? What are they going to look like? How is it going to feel? And what is it going to be similar? And what is going to be different from the version of you now? All right. Hopefully that helped. Get on out there. Always remember to geek responsibly and I'll see you soon.